Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. Monica Cox joins us in today's episode. Monica is an infertility warrior and holistic functional fertility coach. She's the best-selling author of Boost Your Embryos and the host of the Finding Fertility podcast. Our conversation today is about the link between autoimmunity and fertility. Monica knows that the body is a healing machine and she shares her experience and wisdom with us. From mindset to intuition, we dive in to explore the powerful tools to improve your health in a way that doesn't feel hard. Monica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We are thrilled to have you, and this is this is such an important topic, so I'm really excited to dive in and I would love to have listeners learn more about you and love to find out about your story. Usually I I ask, you know, well, how'd you get to be doing what you're doing? But even better is, you know, how, let's talk about, since we'll be talking about the connection of fertility struggles and autoimmunity, you know, how did you find out you had autoimmunity? I think I know the answer, but I would love to hear that part of your journey and how it led you to what you're doing now. Yeah. So infertility (laughs) exposed my very, very silent autoimmune issue. I wasn't presenting like a classic autoimmune person per se with kind of big issues. And I am that kind of was a big issue in for many doctors, right? Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for these big issues. They're looking for these big markers in their tests. And I didn't have any of it. I just had the normal and common stuff. Like I had IBS and I had like constipation, diarrhea. I had the bloating, the brain fog, the joint pain, the PMS, the discharge, you know, like the common stuff. And it was the fact that I could not get pregnant, even with the assistance of IVF, that sent me on this path of discovery. And luckily, there was a doctor, Dr. Beard. He has a book called The Better Baby Book. Or no, Is Your Body, that's Dave Asbury's book. I, I was His saying, book I know is that called, book. <laughs> is Your Body. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the wrong book. Is Your Body Baby Friendly? And he comes from it with a very Western approach, but he was talking about autoimmune issues and blood type issues and all these like crazy things like this is impacting fertility. So that book sent me on the path to do work with a clinic that was doing the controversial testing at the time. And I went on a health journey between IVF1 and IVF2. And improvements were insane. You know, like you could not fault me. I was like almost a picture of perfect health that we got better embryos, but I didn't even make it to day 28 in that cycle. 
And then that's when we demanded the testing because we actually got talked out of it because once again, I wasn't presenting with normal issues. I wasn't having reoccurring miscarriages. I was so unhealthy. I just couldn't get pregnant. Like it was bad. And so that's what led me to find out that I had high natural killer cells, which is an autoimmune issue directly stemming from the gut. And I was just very fortunate that the paleo mom at the time had a blog. I mean, it was her raw original blog. And I just consumed like she, her book wasn't even out yet. And I just consumed like all her material. And then that's when I found out that I was highly, highly intolerant to tomatoes, paprika, like all the nightshades, all the good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the that's the cliff notes. <laughs> wow. I, uh, so amazing. And and there's so, so many pieces of that I want to touch on. You know, what you're calling all the regular stuff shouldn't be regular stuff. First of all, like IBS is a thing. Bloating is a problem. Brain fog is, you know, serious. And you're young, you shouldn't have joint pain. Like all these things that that get pushed aside often, um, even when you're begging for answers. I, I just, you know, but this is why we're here having this conversation because, you know, like you found Paleo Mom, I love that you brought up Dave Asprey's book because he was my entry into wellness after over a decade of decline. And and so, yeah. and the nightshade thing is, I remember asking my rheumatologist, you know, I heard about, you know, nightshades can be a problem for people with RA. And I really like, you know, trusted her and valued her opinion. And she just totally poo-pooed it. She was like, that's like one in two million people. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, and I this is totally an aside, and I'm curious what you see in your work. I have yet to find anybody who's nightshade sensitive that isn't already diagnosed or doesn't have at least symptoms of autoimmunity. Like I, I just, you know, I do food sensitivity testing with autoimmune clients and non-autoimmune clients. And, you know, numbers are really high in the autoimmune world that, that if not all nightshades, at least some nightshades are a problem. And I just, it's like almost nobody else has nightshade sensitivity. There's some kind of interesting overlap there. Yeah, you know what? I was just talking about this at dinner last night with a friend and she was just interested in, she's actually trying to conceive her second child. So she was picking my brain and it obviously has to be within the genetics of the person, right? To develop this type of autoimmune issue. They're genetically prone to it. But I also believe that for many of us of a certain age, that we just had decades of abuse to our body. Yeah. And we probably fell off our cliff. I know I fell off my cliff in my teens looking back. And no, you know, and you just keep going like a whole nother decade, you know, yeah. before you start looking into these things. And the body's amazing. Like my tagline is your body's a healing machine. And if you weren't, you'd be effing dead, right? <laughs> like your body's amazing to keep you alive as you beat it up. So I think, yeah, I think it's like 
there's got to be something genetic. And with the lectanes in, you know, those nightshades, I think it's just a big enough issue to just keep pushing us, right? It's that the body or the, you know, the food's natural defense to, you know, the little creatures out there. And it just messes us up. But yeah, I just think it's like a, a genetic thing. And then decades of just poor management. Yeah. And to be fair, we're not just, it's not just nightshades. I'm guessing the only change, you know, no. you didn't just stop eating nightshades and all of a sudden everything was a hundred percent better. Like you said, it's decades. It's the, you know, the foods, the stressors, the toxins, the, you name it that we all have. Well, and- yeah. Nightshades was the last thing I took away yeah. because it was the, it wasn't because I mean, healthy. autoimmune paleo is like, yeah, they're buzzing. This word is buzzing, right? Like people kind of know of it. Like, oh, I've heard of that. Where probably when we were discovering it, people were like, you are loopy. You have gone insane if you think a tomato is messing you up. And I was like, well, my butt tells me different. So I'm listening <laughs> to my butt, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that that's exactly why in my practice, we do elimination diets so that we can feel what, you know, I, I joke, I'm like, just because Julie says, if you have autoimmunity, you shouldn't eat gluten. That's not going to keep you from eating gluten in three years. Like that's not happening. Mm-hmm. You need to really get to a place where your inflammation is down enough to feel you know, doing proper reintroductions, which body parts are affected in what ways by what foods. So yeah, I love exactly. That. And, you know, I saw this girl, this young girl on TikTok, and she's kind of like her posts have gone, you know, got some traction and she's gone autoimmune paleo because she had some big issues and she's done it for a month and she looks great. I'm super excited for her that she's on this path, but she she's saying things like wrongly <laughs> leading people to believe that it's like this magic diet. Right. And she's like, well, when you go AIP, your body detoxes. And it's like, well, no, your body's detoxing all the time. You've just eliminated all this inflammation, whether or not you needed it, right? Whether or not you are intolerant to lectins, dairy, like it's so strict. You have literally, you know, eliminated all that. But but don't lead people to believe that this is the magic trick that you do it for a month. It's super easy. It's going to change your life. Like one, we want to know if this is a long-term thing for you right? or if it can be a short-term thing for you because it's so restrictive. We don't want people on it for long-term because of your gut microbiome. You know, we want to introduce as much as possible back in. Say it again. We want you eating the most varied diet that supports your body, period. And mm-hmm. that is, I'm so glad you you mentioned that. It's the, I think the biggest misconception of AIP is that it's that, you know, people take that elimination phase as like a lifetime diet. And that's not how it's designed. And autoimmune paleo is not just about food. It's mm-hmm. a it's a lifestyle that incorporates all those other areas I mentioned earlier because 
many of us are, I feel so fortunate, especially, you know, the more people I work with that have, you know, other underlying issues where the food alone isn't moving the needle for them, which is shocking when you do something really <laughs> restrictive. Yes. <laughs> and yes, so I, a hundred percent. Yeah, I feel so grateful that when I had no idea what I was doing and I was experimenting on my own, that I started to get traction with diet change enough to kind of clear the brain fog so I could learn more and, you know, led me to where I am now. And so I love that you said that. Yeah, it is. And it's not... I mentioned I do food sensitivity panels. I, you know, AIP is a structure. It's a framework. It's not this like, oh, follow these directions and you're healed. No, it doesn't. There mm-hmm. is no one size fits all. Yeah. And like you said, it's a lifestyle. You know, I've been doing it for almost 10 years now. And I have been able to reinduce some reintroduce some foods and I'm still really highly intolerant to tomatoes and paprika. Those seem to be like the kickers for me. So yeah. And, and like you say, you get to that level of health, like even if it's not like the peak, right. But it's like way better than where you were all the inconvenience that AIP is (laughs) like, it doesn't matter anymore. Because once you start letting yourself slip, because you will, right? Like you go, you have these peaks and troughs of your journey. You're like, you get to the point where you're like, no, not worth it. That bowl of salsa is not worth it, right? Or even like for me with gluten, like I'm not, yeah, I'm not gluten. I'm gluten sensitive, but really I'm gluten sensitive to the really crappy gluten, right? Like I can eat a beautiful sourdough traditionally fermented loaf and not feel any issues you give me one slice of like whatever even like some of the organic breads on the shelf and I'm like nah can't do this so it's not really necessarily the gluten it's all the other crap that's surrounded in our food system that is causing the issues Absolutely true. And and that is the beauty of that's where it is individualized, right? So for me, gluten is a never, ever, 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 ever. No, <laughs> I don't care who made it, how traditionally not going there ever again won't happen. <laughs> but yeah. I allow myself a couple times a year, you know, some tomatoes. And I'm waiting because we have some in the garden and I'm like, I want of these days, but even that it's like, I feel so good. I can, I can sneak them in. If I have them once, I don't feel anything, but if I have them two days in a row, I definitely notice nothing, you know, for me like gluten, but they're, they're not a, a, certainly not a staple. So they're a, they're a rare, you know, and I wouldn't even say sometimes they're a, a special treat Yeah, is, is tomatoes. So it is, and that's, that's, I'm all about empowerment as I know you are. And that's where the power is. When we know we get to make those decisions for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, when we're feeling so good, I, I, I say it all the time. I, for years, I've been saying, you know, I, I can't believe how well I feel. And then I look over my shoulder and I'm like, wow, I feel even better than I did six months ago. And I thought I was at the peak. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that is, that's the motivator right there. I don't think of how I eat 
as restrictive. I just don't. Yeah. You know, and it takes a while for sure to get there. And it, sometimes it depends on, you know, where, where we were in the struggle and how good, you know, what kind of results. And that's where sometimes, you know, if someone's just using food to heal, you know, that's not the whole picture. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mindset is uh, like shoulder to shoulder with diet, right? Like if you don't, well, I put it like this. Obviously, if you're not sticking to your physical commitments, which is one is diet, right? It's a physical thing. You have to get real, real with yourself and understand why. Because taking care of yourself, like once you have this knowledge, you know that A, B, and C will dramatically help you physically. Why can't you commit to that? And for most people, it's either self-love or self-worth. Yeah. And so tapping into that mental and emotional side of like, well, where did I lose that? And for all of us, once again, it's a ta- like it's a very individual process. But you got to get real, right? Like I sit across from a friend who knows that gluten thing does not serve her, but she like eats it and then she feels guilty. And I keep telling her, I was like, it's your subconscious beliefs and you got to tap into that stuff because it's just, you're gonna just keep cycling and then the guilt gets more. So once you're able to, and this is, I personally feel this is the hardest part, right? Yeah. Diet is kind I don't want to say easy, but like you can get rid of the temptations. (laughs) You can like, Yeah, you can like control your environment, but at night during the day and you're sat there with yourself and your thoughts, no one there to protect you, like it's hard. So it's really, I think one of the hacks that I wish I would have had earlier in my life was just repeating to yourself what you want to be, right? So I recently did this with alcohol. I thought I didn't have a problem, like, well, I did have a problem. I come from a line of alcoholics. <laughs> so I am a functioning, I was a functioning alcoholic and obviously Probably kicked it when I was going through infertility. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I thought like, oh, I've quit for so many years. I'm not going to get back into it. And then like the stress of being a mom and like all those little things, it like crept its way back in. And not bad, like, because my body can't handle that stuff anymore. So it wasn't, I wasn't going on nods out, but even one or two drinks, like three or four times a week, like it was just too much for my body. And I was feeling the physical impact of it again. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to put pressure on myself to stop this. I know that I don't want to do this. I know it doesn't serve me. So every day that I had a drink, I went to bed and I told myself, tomorrow I'm not going to drink. I'm not someone who needs alcohol to enjoy myself, to relax. I'm not a drinker. And that's all I said to myself, knowing I was going to drink the next day. Right. Right. But I I was consistent with that message to my subconscious mind of who I wanted to be. And so even though I wasn't necessarily physically being that person yet, I was putting into my subconscious mind that I was that person. So March of this year, like mid-March, I woke up and I was like, all right, April 1st, new moon, 
new me, we're starting this. And yeah, I haven't had a drink since and it's been super easy and it hasn't been, you know, the temptation is real when you have a connection to food or drink or even shopping or, you know, whatever your vice is, whatever your thing is, but it doesn't have to be hard to give that up. You just have to convince your subconscious mind that you're not that person anymore and that you're worthy to take care of yourself, that you love yourself enough. That's a form of love to take care of yourself, yes. to show up for yourself every day. Yeah. And, and A, congratulations. <laughs> well done. And, and that so beautifully illustrates the things that it is a hack. It's a beautiful hack. And it is, I, it's essential. It's something that can speed healing up. You know, you laid the groundwork. I, you know, when I first learned what I'm about to say, I was like, what? But the body hears every thought we have, whether it's true or not. And it can take years to unwind all those stories and patterns. And we all should do that work. But I say, in the meantime, let's tip the scales. Let's give it what we want it to hear. Whether it's true, whether we believe it, it it just starts to get our body ready and our our subconscious mind ready to, to be that person, to step in. So whether it's health or advice, even I love that you said it's true. Everybody thinks they're so unique that they have these emotional connections to food. We all grew up eating like that. We all <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and most of it, it's interesting. I have yet to meet one person that's like, oh, but when I eat that salad, it brings up the best memories of my mom. Like, no, <laughs> that's not, right? I don't know why, you know, hopefully the next generation will, will have that. Yeah. Your kids, my kids, maybe we'll have some, some of those connections, but we can change those stories. You know, we don't have, we're not Yes, we understand that. And there's ways to recreate those positive feelings in a way that serves our body and and shows ourself love, true love. So what a beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, and I love, I had no idea we were going there. <laughs> and, and this is where. <laughs> Where I've evolved to is I used to start everybody with diet, right? Low hanging fruit. It's easy. Every, you know, we all know it drives inflammation. We've got to fix it. And we'd get to mindset. And now I do it the other way. You know, it's like, no, 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 let's, let's set this up for you to get results quicker. And I, I too feel like if I had known that hack years ago, it wouldn't have taken me so long to, to heal. Long, Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like my journey on the mental and emotional, spiritual woo-woo path is that we've all been set up that everything has to be hard, right? right. Like it's, it's like the healing journey is hard and like you're going to struggle and I'm really finding these little hacks of like, and, and releasing that story as well. Yes. Like, no, this can be easy. And before I really got into mindset work during my fertility journey, I literally, all I changed up was one word. And I started saying, when I get pregnant, not if I get pregnant. Yes. So it doesn't have to be these long meditations, which are very helpful and useful. You know, yoga 20 times a week, you know, like we kind of start beating ourselves up that we're not doing all these things perfectly. 
But if you if you literally just start talking to yourself in a different tone and when you catch yourself, you know, in your head overthinking things or doubting yourself or any of that, you just start changing the conversation. You just catch yourself and just go, no, we're not having that conversation. One thing I heard the other day, which is going to radically change my life, and I'm going to share it with you guys, is that right? It's all about imagination. So you imagine your life the way you want, right? Your mindset, you're being the person, be, do, have. And when you have doubts, this is what I say to myself now, there can be no other way. You've already decided that that's what you're going to be. So there's no other way. And then that just dramatically stops that train of negative thought or like, I can't do it, or it's never going to happen for me. It's like, no, you've already created it. You've already put it out into the future. There's no other way. Keep going with the physical commitments that you need to make it happen. Well, we're done. That was just gold. Everybody should just go out and heal now. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. And I want to actually circle all the way back to, because I see this all the time. So I want to highlight that, you know, healing doesn't have to be hard for me, you know, for you, I'm guessing what was hard was not being able to conceive that child. For me, mm-hmm. what was hard was I didn't think I would live to see my kids reach adulthood right? That, that stuff's hard. Like that's actually hard. Yeah. Not this idea of, and and I think almost all, probably all of us, not almost all of us will have people in, in our lives who mean well, who are going to try to put that story on you. It's so hard. How do you give up the bread? How do you not eat tomatoes? It's so hard. I'm from New Jersey, the best tomatoes anywhere, you know, like, yeah, I, I love tomatoes. It's fine. I actually love being physically able to enjoy my life, spend time with my adult children, you know, take care of my horse, do the things, right? Live fully. So I, I love that you you highlighted that and that you also said it does, we don't need to, although yes, it could be amazing to do 20 hours of yoga a week or sit in, you know, meditation and contemplation and, and it's the, the, we don't get there that way. It's those little steps, right? So I love that you were like, change the one word. Stop saying if, say when. Like literally that alone right there is life-changing. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it does, I don't want to like downplay where probably most people listening to this podcast are because we both have walked through that fire of hell several times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but just keep that hope. I know there's been a few good books that I've read about how hope is the tri- driver of change, right? So if you hold on to that hope of a better future, better health, getting pregnant, whatever that is, you will stick to your commitments. Yes. Right. And if so, you're at a place where you're not even sure it's possible, that's where you take that gold Monica gave you, make yourself that statement, I can heal yeah. or whatever it is that you need to believe first and and just start there. Create that reality for yourself yeah. because so many of us were told for so long we couldn't, right? Yeah. So, and um, and there that message is still out there. You are going to get people thinking that you are crazy, loopy, diet doesn't matter. Mindset doesn't matter. 
people are just trying to make money off of you, like all that stuff. And this is a big part of my practice too, is intuition. I think that we can all look back at our lives and see where we did and we didn't follow our intuitions and where that led us. And every time I didn't follow my intuition, it cost me time, money, and a lot of heartache. And it was because, well, I'm not the expert or they know, or I don't want to be judged or any of that. So I think when people really start trusting themselves, especially women, like your path is going to be unstoppable. Unstoppable. I love that. And, And it's so true. It's something that, that for most of us, we need to relearn, right? We need to learn to listen. We all have intuition and, and what came up for me when you were giving the reasons why we don't, we sometimes don't listen or didn't used to there's often, there's not logic. Like, you know, like the brain jumps (laughs) in and it's like, that doesn't make logical sense. And it's always the right move. So listen listen to your gut. (laughs) Or like, you're not smart enough to know that. Like for me, I'm, I'm not medically trained. I like, I'm a creative, like I love dance and photography and drawing and stuff. So when it came time to all this scientific stuff, I was so out of my depth and for a long time, I didn't have the confidence in myself to know like, no, this is what's going on. Don't tell me differently. I know, but I didn't, I, I didn't feel I was smart enough, you know, like who am I to know yeah. this stuff? We, it's like we now I'm like. Yeah. Especially in our field, right. We're helping people with wellness and we're not doctors. And I remember when I was going to trademark RA the right way. And like, really, actually, I think it was when I was trademarking Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. And I, I went to my guy who happens to be a functional medicine doctor. And I was like, I don't, you know, who am I? Like, I don't know. Like, and he just looked at me and he was like, who knows RA better than you do? Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't have it. I never lived it. Yeah. I went to medical school. So what? Like, yeah. You know, and, and so we, we all have to do that work to shed, you know, the, the, all those story, again, those are stories that we can yeah. change and, and get rid of. And, you know, does it push us? Yes. I, I think I will always continue to learn, you know, and I know you're doing the same. We were talking about it before we were recording, right? Always learning, always growing. And people have asked me, what's your, what is your most effective coaching tool? It's my intuition. It's it's yeah. not anything I learned in any of my training programs. It, it's not what I've learned about functional medicine. It's when a client says something to me that they are think they're saying in passing and I get goosebumps all over my body. I'm like, right. oh, we need to go there. This is yeah. really important. And so I would say, you know, there isn't also an art. You're, you are an artist. There's an art to what, what you do. Yeah, 100%. For sure. So for for people that are listening that are like, oh, I, you know, I've struggled with fertility and didn't realize there was a connection or they're thinking of getting ready to start a family and they know they have autoimmunity. What's what's a good start? Uh, Well, if they're here listening to this, you've already started. Uh, Really, we don't fix fertility. A fertility health coach, especially when they're taking a holistic and a functional approach, 
it's not your lady Brits that are out of whack, right? Those things don't run on their own. We are helping you get down to the root cause and we want to know the root cause of your autoimmune issue. So obviously with a lot of immune issues, it is the gut. We focus a lot on the gut, healing the gut lining, restoring the gut microbiome. And then it is like we've been talking about the mental and emotional side of it all. You know, sometimes people with autoimmune issues are just devastated because you're like, I have to live a certain way for the rest of my life just to even maintain a level of health that so many people take granted for. You know, so it's really helping them through that. Obviously, when you are dealing with fertility issues, it's like, why is it so easy for my sister, my cousin, the crackhead on the street? You know, why me? (laughs) Yeah. So it's just really focusing on that mental and emotional health. So you've already started and just keep going and just get the right support. I mean, I think that's the key to anyone's healing that get in a community, get with a coach that you relate to. So if you are dealing with fertility issues, hook up with someone like myself who has had fertility issues, has done IVF, has walked the path and learned the knowledge at the same time, right? If you're dealing with a specific autoimmune issue, go connect with a coach that gets that, like yourself, like you know the pains, you know the struggles that the doctors can't relate. Right. They just can. Even functional medicine doctors, if they haven't walked that path. And I think that's where the magic lies. It's this like unseen layer where the knowledge, the expertise, and the experience meet that gives the person in the healing phase just that extra support that they wouldn't get in other places. I totally agree. There's a, this, just amazing feeling of being understood. You know, somebody gets it and can guide them is amazing. I would say, I don't usually answer my own questions, but I think step one would be to check out your amazing podcast. You know, if you're somebody who's contemplating starting a family or you're already there, I think for sure, check out Finding Fertility. Monica is such an amazing resource and she's got programs and community. Again, community is such a a part of healing, which doesn't mean you have to, not everybody loves group coaching that that doesn't, you don't have to do group coaching, but just, you know, autoimmunity can be lonely. Any chronic illness can be lonely. Struggling with fertility can be lonely. And so find your, find your people. Yeah. And because I've, reached a place where honesty is the best policy. I trigger a lot of people who are holding on to the victim card. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not judging. But just know that if you're following someone and you keep getting triggered, it's a very good place to start looking at why that is triggering you. Because a lot of people think like, well, it's easy for you to say that now. And it's kind of like, well, I guess it's easy in this moment, me sitting right here, but my almost six year journey of never seeing a positive pregnancy test was like really hard. (laughs) And that's what brought me here. So I'm here to help you like make your journey dramatically less chaotic than mine, as expensive as mine, as long as mine was. And just really connect with someone who, if you're in that place of victimhood, 
you know, not necessarily leave it, you know, get the support that you need because sometimes that place is an important place to reside. But just have in the back of your head that like you can either, you know, you can be a player in the game. You don't have to sit on the sideline or sit in that negative circle of like, woes me, my life is so bad, right? And I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is there. So no, and I think we we have moments, right? We all have moments, but I'm a straight shooter too. (laughs) I already mentioned I'm from New Jersey. I have no filter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I call it like I see it. And and some people get very comfortable in victimhood. And yeah. and and that's not where change happens. So if you actually mm-hmm. are looking for healing, improvement, a baby, fill in the blank. It's okay to to visit. We can all visit, <laughs> but then you need to take a step out of that place and and like you said, look inward and you know, change one thing. Start with one little yeah. simple thing. And yeah. like you said, you know, maybe change who you're hanging around if if they're encouraging that. There's a Jim Rohn quote that I love, you know, and it's it's geared toward more like entrepreneurial business, but it, it's the same for health. You know, you are the five people you spend the most time with. And so you might need yeah. to change change your community, maybe not all at once, but find those people to connect with that are a little bit further down the path than you, or like Monica is, or I am maybe a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important because you can come back, you know, like having these community areas, you know, for a lot of people, they, they won't have anyone in their life that gets it right ever. Yeah. And being able to pop into those communities where you can express and vent and get the knowledge and get the empowerment actually helps you survive those communities that you can't leave. Right. Right. Like I still have family members. Like I got pregnant naturally. I proved it. Right. Like I've studied my ass off. Like I have the proof and they're like, no, I, you know, I just don't think, you know, I think IVF taught your body how to get pregnant. And I'm like, Okay, okay, peace be with you. I, yeah, good. Yeah. You know, so just find your tribe for sure. Yeah. And like you said, I, I love that you, you know, it doesn't mean we're getting, you know, yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> we we call that a, you know, that's a, a social detox. But, yes. we, you know, we all have families and communities that sometimes, you know, we, we've got to just take some of them with love <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, get that support and connection elsewhere. <laughs> And that's okay. That's okay. And then we work on boundaries in coaching. So it's all perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All the things that we should have learned in school, basically. I feel like that's kind of the thing. I think the things we were innately born with that were taught out of us, right? Like think about like a toddler, a toddler, if he doesn't like somebody, right? They don't want to be, they, they're very clear. Like, I don't want to play with him or her or you or, you know, and then we're told, oh, that's not polite. You can't, you know, you can't respect your own boundaries. And so, yeah, it's all part of the healing Uh, and learning as adults. What, what, you know, we knew, (laughs) before. before Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You've given us already so many 
amazing tips and places where people could could start. But I'm going to ask because I you know, listeners know at the end, I always ask and sometimes they get an additional one or you're going to highlight one you've already said. But what is that one step that listeners can take starting today to start to improve? Yeah, so definitely the mindset is what we talked about before is probably the number one. But to add on to that, I would say give yourself grace, right? I think a lot of us, yeah, beat ourselves up over not being perfect. And this journey isn't about being perfect. It's about being consistent, learning, growing, stumbling, getting back up. And if you give yourself grace to do that, it's just a much, it's more joyful. Your journey is just more joyful instead of this kind of, cluster of like ups and downs and ups and downs like just look at yourself as an even plane and sometimes you have to walk up and sometimes you have to walk down and that's just life and just give yourself grace because it took you decades to get here in the first place the good news it's not going to take you decades to reverse it but it it will take solid few years commitment yeah and then rearranging your lifestyle and and uh, un- unfortunately, I believe that autoimmune is going to be worse than diabetes in the future. So a lot of people aren't just know that if you're if you're doing this right now, you're an outlier. You're the you are the frontier of like having this knowledge and that in one way in, or another in the future, you are going to be able to help someone else out. Always. It's the, it's the, you know, the butterfly effect, the ripple effect is beautiful. I was talking to a a former client who's a friend yesterday and she was sharing about her children and how they eat and her youngest, you know, loves to cook and he loves to cook healthy food. And, and when we very first started working together, you know, she was that mom, like, there's no way my family is going to eat this way. Right. And now, you know, her kids are sharing with their friends and it, there, we always, you know, we don't need to do this for a living to, to be, I always say that's the joy of, I love watching my clients heal and improve, but knowing that they're going to then pay that forward and we're impacting families. And my goal, I'm guessing your goal is, is generations, right? We want this to, to be the new normal. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah, my tagline, I suppose, is, you know, helping mothers become the conscious mom. They were, you know, born to be, you know, raising that consciousness, once you get a little bit of information, you want more. And then you see, wow, this is potentially can have a big impact on my future child that's not even here and my grandchildren. And, and it's, it's, it's a lot to take on. (laughs) But it's very, very impactful. Well, and we're impacting all, all the future one way or another, right? So we can do it yeah. eating Twinkies or we can do it by really sharing wellness. Uh, and so don't get overwhelmed. I want to just touch on your your tip of grace. It, and And I think one thing that makes it easier for people, or not easier, but maybe raises awareness is I always say, you know, well, the grace you extend to everybody else around you 
Like you deserve that. That's the grace we're talking about. That's that level. And, and so, you know, if, if you're listening and you're like, I don't even know what that means. That's okay. (laughs) I know we all are toughest on ourselves and not only does it make it more, the journey more joyful, but I, I think actually, you know, shortens healing time and, and, you know, speeds our recovery and, it, it's a, it's just, it's the word. And we didn't rehearse this, but <laughs> <laughs> we clearly share approaches here. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. So we, we, all of your links and, and goodies are going to be in the show notes, but for people that love to listen on the go and maybe aren't great at clicking through, where's the best place to find you? If they're like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to know more about Monica. Yeah. So I'm finding fertility everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and my website, my podcast. So yeah, just pick your guilty pleasure and I will be there in a very authentic, real way. (laughs) So get ready, buckle up. And yeah. Uh, just yeah it's like a no holds bar but it's just like we're here for a good time right yeah and not a long time and with fertility you feel so time poor already so the sooner you get this information in a direct you know loving way the sooner you're going to be holding your baby you know or the sooner you're going to feel like well enough to go play with your children you know like I always say to people how long do you want your journey to be it's your choice. You get to choose. Amazing. Ah, Monica, thank you so much. You have given us amazing gold today. Yay! I'm so excited to, to share and connect. It was great. Thank you. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.